Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Well, happy Friday, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Lovability Show. Uh, I am here today with Sidekick Brad. Afternoon, and, folks. Yeah. Happy and, Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. Uh, we are here to have uh, what can be uh, a crazy difficult conversation today. It is a difficult conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you all are, are tuned in already and, and here. Uh, this is something I've avoided for a long time. <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, we spend so much time talking about the front end of things, which is, you know, how to find love. Right. And how to get in a relationship and how to be in a relationship, but we don't talk enough about what happens when they blow up. When they don't work. When they're yeah, when mm -hmm. they're over. We don't talk about the endings. We all want to talk about the beginnings, but sure. nobody really wants to talk about the yeah. endings. Neither do I. <laughs> but we are. Uh well, it's so, not fun. Yeah. Yeah. But it no. is part of life. It is. And you know, I said it yesterday, although it wasn't planned. I mean, you can't have a new beginning without an ending. So endings are blessings if we learn from them, mm -hmm. right? So, so uh, we're not just going to be talking about divorce today. We're going to be talking about, I mean, relationships break up. I mean, do, you don't have to be married to somebody to break up with them. Right. Uh, so I would like to get into some of the, you know, the basic components of how to do that because some of y'all don't know how to do that and or do that right. You know, people want to say friends or they stay friends with benefits or they, they're still intimate, like intimately emotionally involved with their ex, yeah. which doesn't really. There's texting well. or communication or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so I want to talk about that. Uh, and of course I want to have the divorce conversation mm -hmm. too. I know it's not a popular conversation, um, but some of, I mean, you know, I'm going to, I am going to, I'm going to bring up an article when I put up a post last week or this week about divorce, a lot of comments. I mean, people over the age of 45 majority, like right. so many of them have been divorced right. and so many people judge people that have been divorced. You hear that. Oh, they've been divorced. You know, what did they do wrong? Is that, is that still a deal now with, with it? I mean, I hate to say it, but it is over 50%, I think now and has been for a period of time. Is that as common as it used to be? Like when our parents were growing up, it's like, Oh. So Where's your scarlet here's letter? Here's the interesting part of that. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting part of that is it is still a big deal. And it's a big deal to people who have also been divorced. So they'll go, oh, he was divorced. Why was he divorced? What happened? And it starts it's like, that why whole, were you divorced? Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm not like, I'm feisty. But, but my point <laughs> is, is that we need to stop like judging and pointing the finger. That's a question that needs to be asked. When you meet somebody, if they have been divorced... We need to be asking. Sure, about what it. happened? We need to exactly. Right. People are afraid to address that. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to address it. We need to know what happened. And I think, Brad, right. more people are willing to talk about it. I think it's getting better for sure. Yeah. Right? And maybe that is, again, I don't, it's not a happy thing, but because it is a, becoming more common, mm -hmm. um, I think people are getting better about discussing it and, and saying, hey, well, you know, there was this and that, and we both agreed. And, Hey, yeah. what he just said was, was key also, you know, when, when you are discussing with somebody about their breakup or divorce, it doesn't matter either one is that you want it, their answer. will tell you who they are. It like, as Brad said, you know, what I learned and what we decided, and that was a, we situation. And so it was joint. It wasn't just about blaming the ex. They did this and they right. did that, or he cheated or she cheated. 
you know, there is a mutual, if somebody cheats, something's wrong with a relationship to begin with. I get that there are certain people that cheat and there are, you know, there are things and qualities that may or may not be present in those people. And it is their thing. If they cheat, it's their, it's a, it's a character flaw in them right. for sure. Uh, but there had have been issues in the relationship. There was something other than she's cute that made him cheat. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, and I've seen relationships come back from that. Yes. Oh, Marriages. I have too. I, you know, listen, so. I will be the first to say, uh, sometimes it can save a marriage. Mm -hmm. Sometimes an affair can save a marriage because it wakes two people up to what they weren't looking at or talking about right. and enforcing that discussion. And it is recoverable. Yep. It is absolutely recoverable. It happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The thing is people aren't talking about it. So when I put the, uh, when I put the post up about divorce and about people not judging it, all the comments came in. And one of the comments was referencing an article about, you know, you don't get a casserole for divorce. <laughs> and, and Usually I just, lots of pizza. Yeah. I just thought that was <laughs> right. Exactly. I just thought that was so beer. bachelor food. I just <laughs> yeah. thought that was so clever, you know, to, 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 to kind of tie that in because, you know, divorce and breakups, you know, you are mourning just like a death. Very often you are mourning the death of of a relationship, of a marriage, of a right. dream sometimes, you know, of your mm -hmm. family, of what is supposed to be. And that is a hard, hard thing to yeah, get it through. It sucks. I've, I've told it many times to, to my friends and stuff, or if someone's going through it, that I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Right. It's horrible. It's it's the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. Yeah, I mean, but... It's not fun. But it is, it is a real pain. It's a real hurt. Um, it's a real wound and it needs to be addressed. And so there are two ends of this. So number one, we need to acknowledge that we need to heal from it. We need to take the time to heal from it. And number two, we need to move on properly, respectfully, and some, in a, in a way that honors our own healing, uh, through everything. So having said that, I wanted to read the, uh, casserole article. Um, yeah, I think we're going to put it up here. Uh, so if you guys are uh, watching online, you can see the, uh, the article. So the casserole rules. Uh, so when my husband of 27 years suddenly and unexpectedly left, as in divorce, uh, it was weeks before my large church pastors noticed I was missing from Sunday morning services. And even weeks before uh, someone called to check in, I can't blame them. I didn't reach out. I was busy. I was inhaling and exhaling, managing shame, yeah. scrounging for hope, paying bills and depositing what little emotional reserves uh, I have to care for my devastating daughters, reeling family members and befuddled friends. Uh, so I was too busy facing the disappointment of opening my eyes in the morning, realizing that God hadn't granted my nightly plea to take me in my sleep because I didn't know how to live this way. It makes me want to cry. Like yeah. that is just, that's hurt. That's it is, pain. It is sad. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so the next page, I was there No. Oh, uh, it, okay. There were so many things I didn't know about how to go through unexpected divorce. There's no YouTube video, no manual, no how to do list or how to do it. Well, yet the one thing I did learn is you won't get a casserole from church when you're in the middle of burying a marriage. <laughs> that's really, um, yeah. So, uh, so that's enough. I mean, like it's, 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 it's perfect. It's a perfect segue into the conversation because it is a real pain. Uh, it, you know, there, there, there is some real things that need to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's life changing things that happen and the fear of moving on, on your right. own, raising children on your own, not knowing, you know, 
men and women financially if they're going to make it, you know, because it can devastate a home. Well, and this brings, you know, the casserole, I think, brings the point to me is that, you know, if if you've been through this or you think you're going to go through this or it ha whatever the case may be, friends will take sides. Yeah. And it sucks, but it's going to happen and it's hard. And that's, I think, some of what the article is saying is that there's not going to be people knocking at your door, bringing food to sit on the couch with you and because they're in a weird spot. It's weird for them, too. And so it is. It's a it's a breakup of a, of a life. Yeah, almost. a dream. A, like a, life. a, a yeah. whole lifestyle, if you will, too. However, those people that don't support you are not really people that should be in your life anyway. So 100% you get to, agree. You get to clean it all out, right? Yep. So clean it all up. Uh, you get to see who your friends are through all of that, for sure. Yes, you do. Yeah. What's and the country song? You know your friends are when you're when you're in the mud, basically, is what it said. You know? I haven't heard that When one. you're at the top, when you're at the top, everybody wants to be your buddy. Mm -hmm. But when you fall from grace... Yeah. Who shows up is who your real friends yeah, are. Yeah, there's a lot of judgment. You know, I yeah. um I didn't want to get right into divorce, which here we are. But uh, but you know, I think there's a lot of judgment. I I know I grew up Catholic, and uh, wow, divorce <laughs> was like the hardest thing in the whole wide world for me to even consider or think about. And the the inner turmoil that went on inside of me uh, when I knew what I needed to do, I knew what was right for me, I knew what was right for my spirit. Uh, because I wouldn't be where I am today if I probably was still right. married in that situation. But but having said that, uh, you know, we have to we have to be able to do the work and trust to move on, you know, right. and trust. I to mean, be able to and move that's on. that's relationship with God too. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's, I moved with. Let him. me tell you what he is going to be the one that shows up. He never left, regardless of where yeah. you are and what you feel like and what the church is saying and what scripture said. He's still going to be there. And, right. And you need to lean on that. I want to jump on here because a couple of comments there is that Constance says divorce is worse than death, but how it's handled is the difference. So I think that's that's important. Um, yes, I lost friends and that's OK from Denise. I made new friends and realized who my friends were. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it is it's not. A lot of things, a lot of uh, vision, if you will, or like you said, the closet opens. Yeah. And you really, you really kind of see who you are, I think, too. Absolutely. And then we as well anyway. as some of the other characters, you know, that are there. You know, one of the other things I wanted to say, you know, Constance says divorce is worse than, worse than death. So we are also, you know, dealing with people that, you know, endings for them are that they became a widow. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, that's, that's a whole different kind of pain. Uh, for widows. So it, it isn't necessarily worse than death. It's just different. Right. Uh, because at least with a divorce, you may be able to make some peace and have some closure on mm -hmm. what happened and be able to deal with and heal long-term where when there's a death, uh, somebody that you love is taken away from you very suddenly. And sometimes it's, you know, in many cases, it's somebody that they loved very much still. Uh, so the, the love wasn't lost and the connection wasn't lost. So it's, uh, it's very, very, very hard, right. uh, being a widow. So, uh, so just don't want to brush over that because that is, it's very real. And I have a lot of widows out here. Uh, okay. So, um, 
And Denise says, yes, I lost a lot of friends. I made new friends and realized who my friends were. You read that. Right. Um, uh, find out who your friends are. Tim McGraw. Yeah, remember, Thank you, Laura. <laughs> Laura got the song right. Yeah. I think it was Tracy Lawrence, though. I think Tim was on it, but I think it was Tracy Lawrence. That was yeah. the one I was But but a, But an ending is an ending, whether it's divorce or not. But, but I do think that, you know, one of the things we can do is, you know, make sure that we are healing regardless of what the ending is, that we are doing the work, that we're healing. And that we're giving us ourselves the time to grieve because it is a grief. It is something to grieve. It is a loss. For sure. It is a death of a dream, of a life, of a family, of a, everything. So, uh, so it, it's it is very very. Well, rare. I think what you know, and I can just speak from personal experience, but I think what 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 I went through, the challenge of it was during that process was. You then try to grab onto everything. Mm -hmm. You try to hold on to everything. Right. Your friend. You try too hard to find to keep those friends, and you try too hard to this, and and you try to. You, oh my God, I'm going to be alone. And then you and you get into this frantic mode that everything is ending. Right. The whole world is ending. You know your kids, and and it's hard not to go there. Right. Which is you know we were talking right before the show, and I said you know. If someone's going through that or you know someone, just go be that shoulder. You don't don't be judgmental. Don't try to give a lot of advice. But sometimes what those folks just need is an ear. Right. Or a couple of ears and maybe a vodka. And support. Because <laughs> and, at the and end just of the day, be there. just like, support. Just be there and don't well, if it was me, I'd do this. We, they don't need to hear that. When you're going through that, that's not what you need. You yeah, need to just be. And, and also the last thing you need when you're going through that is the distraction of another body or another person there to distract you right. because that's all it is, is a distraction. And ultimately it may make you feel better, uh, temporarily, just temporarily, right. because what happens if you do it too close, you're then comparing, you'll start comparing that person to your other person. Uh, but you're also taking on another heart because maybe that person's healed and ready. They don't know because somebody did ask when is the uh, when is the right time to start dating mm -hmm. somebody mm -hmm. that has gotten out of a relationship once they've taken the time to heal and right. they've done the work. Um, sometimes people, you know, because you can't judge that. Sometimes people do the work while they're still in the relationship. So while they're going through the breakup or the divorce, they're getting therapy. I still think there's a time period afterwards sure. because you can be completely prepared for it and it's still going to hit you. It's still, it's well, and still a loss. And the other thing that happens is what all your buddies call or all mm -hmm. your girlfriends, come on, let's go out. Come on, let's go out. You know, let's go have some fun. You're not ready for that yet. Right. If you're going to do that, just go to truly have fun. Don't right. be looking for your next or right. just go get out to get your mind off everything and get a couple of hours out of the house, mm -hmm. you know, and, and do some things, but don't try to like, because they do. They, that's what they want. They want to help you. They think that's helping too. Right. And so, sometimes as you've, if you've taught, and I learned personally, sometimes it's okay to go sit on your couch and, and turn off the lights and ball. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And just let it out. Just yeah. get done with it and, and maybe read some scripture or whatever. You know, that book that you need or call that friend or whatever. Right. Because you do have to, you have to go through the pain. You do. To get to the healing part. You do. You do. Yeah. And, and you know what? Guys, girls, doesn't matter who you are. Uh, crying tears are a sign of healing. So anytime somebody sits in front of me, like in, in, when I'm when I'm counseling and, and I see tears coming out, I know we're opening up the wound. Right. I know we're getting there and mm -hmm. I love them. I love yeah. tears. I think that they're incredibly healing. So honor them. Yeah, Absolutely sure. honor them. Okay, so let's go over some basics because I'm we're going to circle back around because I do have some specific questions 
uh, and and issues like when people are going through a breakup or divorce, you know, uh, some specific questions that people had sent in about, you know, when is it okay to do this and when is it okay, you know, where, where, how do you maneuver? So we'll get to that, but let's talk about just some of the basic guidelines. Um, and, uh, and then I want to get to Tina's comment. Uh, so come to terms that the relationship is over. So the very first step in any breakup, divorce, or relationship is that you have to come to terms that it's over. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's hard. But when that moment comes where you finally admit like, okay, it's, <clears throat> it, it's over. It's time. This isn't good. Uh, I know, um, gosh, I know today I put up a post and we're going to get to that because there's a whole other... There's a whole other thing to take into account if you've got children. Um, if you are dealing with children with a breakup, with a divorce especially, there's a lot of things you've got to think about them being the most important thing. Them yeah. being the most important thing. And that doesn't always mean staying together, by the way. Uh, so uh, create boundaries around the breakup or divorce. That would be the second thing. Right. The second rule, create boundaries around it. And you need to do that immediately. Personal. And Personal like, boundaries. Yeah. Immediately. Because what happens is, you know, people, again, they don't break the ties. They have, a, they still, they're still intimately involved, like emotionally intimately involved with their ex or uh, sexually involved sometimes no. or whatever they're not breaking they're still they want to be friends with their ex you can't always do that right you know i mean depending on two people's feelings you it's a clean break would be amazing if it was like that all the time but it's not so you've got to honor that and put your boundaries up and that also means people not stalking them <laughs> on social media yeah what are they doing tonight yeah right. who's that person they're with yeah. you know that is just only going get to the ruin defriend, you. Unfollow, get the defriend things out. Just make this really, you should block them. To yeah. be honest, you shouldn't be friends with them anyway on there, but block them so you can't see it. I promise you, yeah, I tell smarter. this to a lot of my clients too. You need to block them on your phone, unless you have kids. I mean, I get that you have children, yeah. Or whatever. If it's a whole situation like that, you're, there's going to be whatever, there's things you have, you to, have to have communication. But when you're done, you're done. You should block them because. The thing is, is people are constantly looking at their phone wondering, mm -hmm. well, does she miss me? Does she text me yet? And uh, you know what? The, if you block them, at least you don't have to wonder that. Because right. if they did, you didn't get it. And at least I was just telling a gentleman last night, at least if you do that, you block them, you don't know if they text you or if they didn't text you or if they called you or they didn't call you. And so at least you can somehow believe, well, maybe they did, but I just have them block. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. there's just, you can comfort yourself as you're going through that. It sounds crazy, but it is what it is. Carla, who we both know, who's an attorney says, you know, the boundaries are key. She's an attorney. So she deals with this stuff. And she's yeah. like, you know, boundaries are necessary for all of us. Right. Um, and it just helps. I mean, we even got to a situation. It wasn't evil or horrible to each other, but we just decided it's better if we just communicate through email. Right. So it's all unwritten. And then if everybody needs, you know, to see something or whatever, it was yeah. on an email. And that's what worked for us. It may not work for everybody else. But, you know, think, be smart. Use tech for your, to, to your advantage, not to your disadvantage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that, you know, Carla, we could have a, I mean, I probably should have you on. Carla's an amazing divorce attorney. Uh, and, I should probably have her on as to how to go through that properly because so many people drag their kids in and that's something we are going to talk about today because there does have to be, I mean, people, adults should be able to put all of their stuff aside for the sake of their children yes. and their children's healing and moving on. Mm -hmm. And that is a, 
That is a real big deal. And why is that? I'm a counselor. I see it. I mean, I see it. I put, I put a post up today, and I guess we can talk about it since we're here. And it actually says, you know, you should take care of your kids. You need to honor your children, you know, if you're in a toxic marriage. Because kids know. People always stay for the kids. I'm staying for the kids. Don't stay for the kids. Don't do that because your kids are, number one, they see what's going on. Right. They see the toxicness. They're way smarter than we think they, they are. They are so much smarter. They know what's going on. I can tell you as a counselor, I hear it. They they see everything. Here too. Yes. And they pick up on things. If you yeah. just look at your husband or wife in a funny way, they see it. They see it. They are on top of mm -hmm. it. You watch them. Um, it's uh, so important. And there it is. Uh, there, I love that, Jason. Uh, our producer put it up. Instead of staying for the kids, clean up your stuff uh, for <laughs> them. Uh, how you show up as a human will teach them far more than your relationship status ever will. Uh, yeah. I mean, these kids what what they learn and when they come to me when they're 16 18 30 40 50 60 it's the how they were loved and what they saw and what was mentored to them from a relational love standpoint makes it it's everything it's how they show up it's how they love it's how they what they seek in a marriage i mean it's mm -hmm. it is it's crazy it, what um where i finally got to cuz i was a big you know i'm i'm a man of faith i read all the stuff i try to stay in it read a lot of books on the side other than the, the good book itself. Mm -hmm. And it says, man, men don't leave, men don't leave, men stay, men stay. You right. fight through it, you make it, that's what's, what it is. So it's like you get this huge amount of guilt, mm -hmm. this huge amount. But then I don't know if it's somebody asked me this question or um, maybe a pastor said something. Somebody said something or I read it somewhere and it just simply said, what are you showing your kids for 20 years of unhappy marriage? Right. So they know when dad comes home, he's unhappy. They know when mom and dad are around, they're unhappy. They're not, they're not this, they're not. What does that showcase them? Because exactly what you said, then they go out and get married and they think that's a happy marriage. They think right. that's what marriage is. So they get involved in this flat, dead marriage and all because versus my kids are completely happy. We told each other when all this went down, we will be a united front. Right. They are first. Your rules, my rules, we're going to work. They're not going to manipulate us in the middle. If they mm -hmm. say one thing over here, we talk. You know, and it took a couple of times when I said, oh, they so I hear, you're, you. I hear you went to your mom's house and started talking. And they were like, I was like, yeah, we talk. Mm -hmm. We talk, guys. So them. you can stop all that. Yeah. They and, try to manipulate for oh, sure. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. I, uh, I remember my stepson years ago coming to me and I, we were talking about, you know, the you know, the parents were so caught up in the whole divorce thing and we've ruined our children, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, God, they've got to be separated from us for the holidays, for Christmas and, you know, poor them, poor them. And uh, we just got in a conversation. I asked him and they were like maybe 10 and 11. Mm -hmm. And I said, is this hard for y'all? You know, just me from right. the outside. Is this hard for you guys having to go to two homes for Christmas and do this separate and their answer was no. We have two Christmases. They get two Christmases. We get two, pre we get two presents. Yes. I mean, you know. And my I mean, daughter's birthday is five days later, so I, she gets four in one month, yes. in a week. <laughs> exactly. Adults, get over yourself. Yes, like, that's get what over I'm yourself. saying. Like, and I'll tell you this. Because, you know, and, and I hear this in most cases, you know, most dads, I think, a high percentage of them, when you have them for that short period of time, 
the quality time that you spend with them on that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday yes. is way more than if there was four or five people in the, and you got to get this, man, we jumped in the truck and we went to every soccer game together as yeah. a family or every, whatever it is we're going to do. The quality time that you spend is so much more enhanced. We're so having this conversation you know? another time on another podcast because it's oh, yeah. a whole other deal on how to, how the how best to get to, through it, how to best manage that. Yeah. So, uh, Oh, I think that's a huge one because I see people every day and I'm talking, you know, how, and they're like, well, this person's going to take them to the baseball game. Yeah. Why aren't you? Well, I'm busy. You're not that busy. Get your butt up, get your kid in the car, and you go to the baseball game. Yeah. You know, so, whatever. So, yeah. So, so there are, I mean, obviously managing your life and your family after, you know, a divorce matters how you do that. But, but know that kids are smarter. What you teach them about love, they're watching. You are, mm -hmm. you are modeling what love is going to be for them. So, if your home is, is full of contempt, that's what their definition of love is going to be. If your home is full of abuse, emotional abuse or verbal abuse, that's what, or physical, did I say physical? Mm -hmm. That's going to be what love is to them. I mean, that's why cycles repeat like that of abuse because love is what you got growing up. So if what you have between your partner, your husband, uh, I don't know. So many people now are not even getting married. They're having well, babies a, outside of wedlock. Yeah, that. But how about how about just a marriage of no love in general? Mm -hmm. Yeah. No physical love. No emotional love. It's just right. a life. It's just we do and we're busy and we just come home and then we go to bed. And yeah. We get up and we do it again. There's that whole thing where you just said that. Um, that's what that, I'm saying. Like no physical. We're just affection. so busy. We're just we just living. Yeah. But we're not. If that makes sense, like we're just going through the motions mm -hmm. without emotion. Right. You know, and, and again, I just don't, I think kids see that. Right. You know, Constance says, I finally got out of a toxic marriage. Barely, but I got out. At least you got out. Uh, I mean, barely is okay. You're out and here you are. And so that's awesome. Uh, Steve says, if you go into a relationship or marriage, uh, I lost it um, with any. Uh, with the thought it will end, it's foolish to get in those situations. You know what? Um, I'm going to say this. I don't think people get in with the thought that it's going to end. We don't, I mean, that would be really stupid to do that. I think people don't think about it. They don't know what love is. They don't, they don't know what they're looking for. And I think people choose the wrong people. I shouldn't say I think. People choose the wrong people. And people are going by their will versus God's will. So, you know, there's that whole conversation about, well, you know, God, this is God's marriage. It's God's marriage if God has anointed that marriage. And but you know what I mean? If, if, but some people don't, some people don't ask God. Don't, some people don't involve God in their marriage. Well, and I got to clarify something. Can I, can I rewind? Can. Yes. Clarify. Cause Karen, I miss, I missed a Karen said, sorry, I can make it work. That that's what I was reading. There's a lot of, you know, about this kind of philosophy is right. no, you stay no matter what. Right. And I came to the same realization that Karen did, which is I couldn't, I couldn't stay. Well, let's get into the little scripture thing because there's going to be a lot of different opinions out there about what God says about marriage. Look, I don't think either one of us disagree that it's forsaking all others. It's one, you're coming in front of God. I was married in a church, you know, I get it. And the pastor and all that. But there's also that personal relationship that you have to deal with, with God, you know, vertical alignment says God, wife, spouse, family work you that's that's what i've learned now right. you guys can disagree with that but and it is a struggle because you do deal with a huge amount of guilt because you feel like you're not only letting your family down you're letting your beliefs your your 
morality down and you have to struggle that. And I'll, I don't mind sharing, but you know, my final decision came, we had gone through counseling, we had done some stuff, but my final decision came when I went and counseled with two different pastors. And I really felt kind of the opposite and don't jump on here. You're not going to change my mind. I'm not trying to change your mind. So don't make a bunch of comments on here, but I really felt like I was being pulled out. Mm -hmm. I really felt like I had that, that, that power, that God saying, I need you to do something else. And with you here, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Now that's my personal belief. You guys can take it with however you want to, but that's what I felt. So I was really digging into this stuff and I went to two different pastors and I told them that exact same story. And what, blew my mind was both of them looked at me and said, well, we don't know how God works. Only you with your personal relationship can understand that. Wow. And when they said yeah. that, that was confirmation to me that there potentially is something powerful asking me to do something different. Now, I don't know if I've done what he wants me to do yet. <laughs> We're still working on that. <laughs> but <laughs> when, So I think you can go through some of this stuff and remember guilt, worry, fear. that's not from God. That's us doing that to ourselves. That is our emotion. That's us. Mm -hmm. And yeah. even Christ himself said, I don't want to do this the night before. I, can you just take this away? Yeah. yeah right? You think this, please? You know, so <laughs> yeah. you're not better than him, and he asked for a little bit of, of leeway. Mm -hmm. So give yourself a break and go to God, not away from God, because right. that's where you'll find... Most of your answers. So. Yeah, okay, I'll agree. get off my soapbox. No, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I mean, if you involve God in the decision to, uh, if you do need to end something, you involve God in that decision to do that, you know, and, and I believe he will give you the answers that you're looking for. Uh, so uh, so uh, Isla says, I didn't stay for my kid. Instead, I decided leaving would salvage my potential hope that my daughter would grow up learning what a healthy relationship right. should look like. Thank you. That's, That's important. exactly exactly correct. You, uh, you saved her. Uh, and that is our job as adults. We should know better. We mature wise, we have the wisdom to know better and to do better. And a child doesn't have the ability to process so many of these things. If you heard and understood the way that they thought and the way that they see things right. when they're going through stuff like this, a lot of them, a lot of them when they're young, think it's their fault that they did something wrong. They weren't a good enough child. I mean, you hear the stories, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. It's so true. So, uh, so if you don't do what's right and, and, um, and make decisions best for your family and for everyone right. involved, uh, as an adult, then you're in trouble. They have to be first. Right. Absolutely. Once okay. that decision is made, they have, everything needs to be situated and organized for them. And you know, the other thing that people need to do is in, especially in any kind of breakup, it doesn't matter whether it's a marriage or a relationship. If you've been with somebody for a period of time, it could be a year, it could be two years, it could be three years, it could be 20 years. Right. But when you get out of that relationship, you are a different person. You're oh, a different person. Completely. And you need to take the time to figure out who you are right. at this point in your life. People rush into the next relationship. This is why we have patterns of people mm -hmm. keep choosing the wrong people over and over and over again, yep. because we're not thinking we're making decisions, you know, based on 
who we used to be, our younger selves, our immature selves, our unevolved selves, and we're not making decisions for who we are today. So you need to stop after every relationship, even if it's not a heartbreak, even if you're like, ah, yeah, six months, six months later, a, yeah. it didn't work out. It wasn't right for me, but what did mm-hmm. I learn from it? And who right. am I? Uh, and how am I different from it? Because every one of them changes us. And um, and for the good and the bad, you know, they can all be liberating. Breakups and endings can be liberating if you learn from them. Well, and I think, you know, there's some people that need to find their true self by getting out. Yeah. They're not going to find, like, if there's an emotional abuse or there's, like, the narcissistic kind of environment or someone's controlling or whatever, you will never truly find yourself until you do take the th- get out and right. take that time and let all of that kind of toxicity, if you will, yeah. toxins get out to where you can get back to kind of who you are. And Brad, this is a, a lot great, of marriages are like, you know, you, it's you a great find point. yourself after, after the divorce. Yeah. Well, see, because here's what happens a lot of times. This is what I hear from a lot of people. They got married quickly to get away from their home situation. Right. Or and, we were young, you know, there's yeah, a lot of that. But there's year, a lot of know. escape. And I, uh-huh. you guys watching, I guarantee you because of counseling for so long, you'd be amazed at how often this happens that kids are young, they get married young to escape their home, to escape their parents, escape that situation. And they weren't thinking, they didn't know who they were. They weren't soul searching and knowing what they wanted. They were just escaping and they, they, they got out and now they found themselves trapped in a situation that isn't good for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, Karen says, uh, I stayed for over 20 years because I had false hope. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing we need to discuss is that, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're looking to get out, you need to look at reality, not what could be. Right. You know, possibility, that's why we go to counseling, you know. And by the way, I believe people should go to counseling alone. Mm -hmm. I think couples counseling... I, I think you guys be both, right? You do the couple, and then they each have to have their own. Yeah, I know, see. So. I see people once together, and then I get a, a feel for the dynamic and hear the different stories. And then when they're separate, I see completely different things. And then you understand. You work on your stuff, and they work on their stuff, and then you can either come back together or make a, a wise decision otherwise. Right. But it's you. It's each individual that is part of a relationship that make it good or bad. Right. And everybody's got their roles. It doesn't matter if somebody's <laughs> cheating, if somebody's abusive, if somebody's whatever. You have your role in that too. You're playing. And that's the part you, that you always talk. That's the part you always talk about. Do your homework. Mm-hmm. Be willing to write down right. where you messed up. Right. And then face up to it and realize it and learn from it. Right. You know, if you don't do that, then you're just going to continue. Like you always talk about these patterns. You're never going to find the. Right. The, the solution to your pattern. Got to do the work. Yeah, you got to. And, and like I said, face it. Right. You know, you got to face it. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I was trying to get to my points. Is a divorce situation not let your anger or bitterness get in the way of doing what's best for your children? Nobody's going to suffer but your kids. If you hate your ex and you guys are going at each other or fighting or you're telling your kids stories, don't do that. Here we are into that next podcast that I want to talk about because what not to do when you're divorcing with your children, there are ways you can protect your kids. There are things you can do to help, but don't put your children in the middle of a breakup or divorce. Listen, here's what somebody told me. You slept with her. Right. Right? Yeah. So they're still, she's still their mom. Right. And so if, 
and and he's still their dad. And if every time they go to one or the other parties, it's and your dad this, and your dad and your mom did this, and your mom, right? I mean that does that doesn't help anything. It doesn't help. Let anything. them be mom and let them be dad. Even if you disagree with something that's going on, keep your mouth shut, right? And talk to them, right? Not the kids. And you, if there's an issue at the home and you're hearing about it, then call the other person, send an email if you can't talk mm-hmm. to each other. Whatever case may be, but get them at, and y'all and the, have and a the conversation. Kids, the kids will figure it out. So if the dad is a if the dad is a de- deadbeat dad, um, or mom is a deadbeat mom, there are plenty of those too, sadly. Um, but they're going to figure that out. Sure. You, you don't have to tell them who the spouse is. That's their mom, and that's their dad, and they need to love them. But they will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk. And by let's the go, way, you're not perfect. Either. Let's go more practical as well, because you know the more we go into the whole child thing, the more I realize that's a whole discussion. And you know what, Carla, if you're still watching, we're going to have you on because she sees the worst of it with fighting, uh, with divorces. So um, let's talk about practically. So how do you put yourself back out there, right? You, right. You're finally healed, ready, whole. Now you're ready to get back out there again. How does somebody do that when they have been in a long-term relationship or a relationship? Uh, do you go online? Do you hire a matchmaker? Uh, you know, what is the answer? And that really depends on you. I mean, it really depends mm-hmm. on, on you. I mean, I, I would tell people online dating to me, the best thing you can do after a divorce, like, or a breakup is heal and then when you're ready to get into something, dabbling online, although I haven't done it, dabbling, <laughs> dabbling. online dabbling online is good because it gets you a flavor for what's out there. I mean, there are plenty of people that dabble, that yeah. get on there, and then they go, I don't want to go out with any of these people. Right. Get me off. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great way to dabble. Are you going to find your soulmate on there? I mean, the odds are probably not, but... Um, it's happened. I know a few. Yep. I know a few. Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's up to you as to how you want to proceed. I mean, I think, you know, as a matchmaker, I can say a lot of people don't have the time to do all that searching. It's a full-time job. <laughs> it's to be a online. work. Yeah. A lot of people don't have the time to do it. They don't want to do that. Privacy issues. You yeah. know, they, they have an important job or they don't want people seeing them online. Is there still a stigma online? Sorry, there is. Um, and I, I heard for the ladies it is just a cat chasing his tail. Like, yeah. The amount of messages and bombard, like it's, it's even more work for, for you guys than it is for us. Right. Right. It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and if, you know, so then, uh, so we've got, if you've been married for a long time, uh, uh, getting back out there sexually. Like, what's that all about? Is it like riding a bike? Uh, no, you got to learn something new. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. Uh, so when you get back out there, you need to, number one, take your time. Number two, don't put yourself out there dating or sex-wise until you are done with your divorce. Number one, integrity, character, all of that stuff. You've got to be able to live with yourself. And if you have children, they've got to have somebody to look up to. So you honor yourself you honor the marriage that you had chosen to be in it, because it's almost over. You can wait and you honor your children who know a lot more than you think they know. And you wait before you step back into that, getting intimate with somebody because it's not just about honoring yourself. It's also about the fact that you could hurt somebody else because if you haven't healed yet and you're not ready yet, you could hurt somebody that is ready for a relationship or wants a relationship uh, or falls in love, 
you know, in the process, falls in love with somebody who was really into them because they needed them going through the divorce. And now all of a sudden they're out and they want to, you know, have a good time and play. And now I see this all the time. So, uh, rebound relationships, not, they, they hardly ever work out. Do they work out sometimes? They do, but hardly ever. So wait on that. <clears throat> Remember, uh, you know, uh, we talked about sex before, but it's, uh, is it like riding a bike? It is. Uh, but everybody's going to be different. So, you know, you've got to mm -hmm. learn a new partner. So don't assume the things that your former partner liked that your new partner is going to like. Right. You've got to, that's a whole beautiful new journey that you get to learn somebody new and, uh, and they get to learn you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Pretty awesome. Pretty exciting. And especially if you're coming out of like, I think, and you've talked some about this and it's probably its own podcast, but coming out of a non-sexual relationship. Right. Or a sexual relationship that sucked. Right. It's a pretty cool experience. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're like, wow, she knows what she's doing. Right. Wow. I've never <laughs> had that before. Well, what is this you're doing now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's new. <laughs> so, so it can't, when That's you're sad. like, I'm and yeah. rewind when you're ready and it's healthy and maybe you've been with that person for a while and you're ready to take that step. But, yeah. but at the same time, it can be an amazing experience yeah. for both parties. Absolutely. You know? And it should be. I mean, I, I think. I think so many times people that are in relationships or marriages where they're not getting their needs met, and it's not just sexual, but emotional needs, yeah, for sure. they want to jump right into something else to get those needs met. And again, I will, I, I will say, be aware, do the work, get really clear on, you know, what you're looking for. Take that time through that transition, uh, to, to do the work on yourself and to get clear and then you have plenty of time once you have honored that marriage that is over. You've honored that relationship that's and when it's it's different because sometimes with a divorce there is a time period that you have to wait. That with a breakup you just break up, right? Right. Um, with a divorce there's a time period, and uh, you know I think some people when they're separated I don't know legally maybe Carla can tell us I don't know legally if you're legally separated if you can actually date and be with other people. Even if you can, from a from an integrity standpoint, should you do that? You know, and I'm sure this is what they were asking when they asked the question. My answer would be no, because you have to live with yourself for the rest of your life. And if you've been married for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, give allow yourself three months or six months or whatever it takes to to heal and allow yourself that time to to honor that the death of that relationship. And I know everybody goes, oh, I'm over it already. I'm already healed. I've been wanting this forever. I've been wanting this for the last 20 years. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Doing the right thing will make you feel better about yourself long-term. You know? I think there's, I think it's, I think it's also to the person like you talk about. There's, I've known a lot of people that in a marriage or a long-term relationship that turned off several years ago, like they had just given up. Hope was gone. In their mind, the marriage was over. They were just going through the right. I mean, they're just there to be there. They really don't care to be there. And and I think that makes a difference, too, if if you've done that for five years, four or six years. I just said that doesn't know, make a difference. It does make a difference, though. Yeah. I think, I mean, it it's... it. it if you've turned off in your marriage five years and, and now you're going through a divorce, you are a different person than the guy that turned that hasn't turned off, like, let's say, the other party. 
the well, other party that's than, still involved, you know, in their life. You are different so. from them, absolutely. Yeah. But the amount of time you've wanted to get out of a marriage does not give you a free pass to go crazy. No, I didn't say that. Yeah, it, dear, what, during a divorce. Just be, I, I mean, I, cause, because I think there's probably, Brad, there's hardly, and I, and I wouldn't say this because there are some people that are on the receiving end of a, of a breakup or divorce that they didn't mm -hmm. want it. But a lot of times, you know, the majority of times people are like, oh, it's been over for a really long time. Like, I got to cut the ties. Right. Um, I knew people that had been married for seven years, seven years separated, seven years separate homes, seven years of dating other people publicly, and they were still married and they couldn't break the ties. Well, that's just crazy. That's weird. Yeah, it's very toxic. Yeah, it's very toxic. But I'm just saying you have the opportunity to do the right thing, um, you know, when you're getting out, do, you know, honor yourself, honor your kids. Um, and yeah, there's plenty of time, you know, there's plenty of time. How great is We're it? We're young. Yeah. How great <laughs> is it when you do, um, when you do meet somebody after you've gotten out of that relationship, you meet the right person. Um, you fought, you, you know, mm -hmm. you meet the right person after that. It makes it so much better. Plus you have a clean slate being able to go into that um, be able to eventually introduce them to your kids if you have children mm -hmm. and kind of slide into that from an integrity place. Um, so lots more to talk about on this. Day. Oh my gosh. I didn't, I just didn't realize. And I would encourage much. people, you know, I'm going to encourage people jump on this podcast, jump up, make your comments. If there's stuff you want us to talk about or bring people in, Yeah. let us know. Cause it is tough. It's not, you can't cover it in 40 minutes. It's, there's a lot that, that you have to go through and deal with. And I, there's times, you know, when I look back, I wish there was a place like this. I could have gone as, you know, that yeah. article talked about a YouTube. Yeah. Like it would have been really nice to be able to have just a little guidance mm -hmm. on the healing part. Yeah. You know. And at the end of the day, we're adults. And I think that's what we all need to think about is that, you know, we need to be making smart decisions when it, when we, when we know it's over and people, people, you know, when it's over, you know, staying for the wrong reasons and wrong reasons could be kids. Wrong reasons could be that you're getting older, that nobody else will want you, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. I hear it all. Uh, but staying for those reasons are not the right reasons. A toxic relationship is a toxic relationship. And at the end of the day, a toxic relationship tears your spirit apart. And that's, that's the part that every single day you go, you go on and deal with that and accept that it, it tears you down more. And I know some of you are in these toxic drama filled relationships because I get the emails. I don't want to be, I don't want the emails. I don't want, I don't even want to deal with it as a client, I mean, as a coach. I don't want those kind of clients because you need to do the work. You need to, you need to make the decision to get the mm -hmm. heck out of that. I'm not getting in the middle of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, a good rap. Yeah. That's a really good rap. Uh, so, uh, you know what? Lots to talk about. I think the children conversation is another, uh, yeah, another show to begin with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carla, if you're out there, we, we want you. And, uh, and, uh, so, uh, thank you all for listening and being part of the conversation. We absolutely love you being here. Uh, please share the podcast with others. Uh, you can go to, uh, uh, I guess Apple, that's the Apple, uh, podcast app, Apple, Spotify, Google, we're on all of them. Uh, so you can listen to them when you're exercising or whatever. So it's not always convenient to watch, but you can listen anytime. So for sure. Thank you for being here and have a great weekend, right? Yay. And a great week and weekend. 
This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.